blessed people, what an awesome time in the history of the church. The Lord has spoken with me, beloved people, about the glorious coming of the Messiah. The Lord Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah Yahweh, he has spoken with me about the glorious coming of the Messiah. And that is the reason I come to you this morning, uh, East African time. And I know we have different time zones, but I'm coming to you with this very tremendous message regarding the glorious coming of the Messiah. And there is no greater time in the history of the church than now. The Lord Jehovah has spoken with me about the taking away of the Holy Church, the glorious coming of the Messiah, and the snatching away, the, the, the kidnapping of the bride, the snatching away of the bride of Christ into the glorious kingdom of heaven. And this announcement comes with several benchmarks and standards of the Lord that he has already engraved, he has inscribed in the Bible. So it's a very beautiful announcement because the Lord has not fallen short of guiding the church on what she ought to do and how she ought to live at this very sensitive hour in the life of this planet Earth, the life of the church. I've seen the Lord take the church. He has shown me the church, how he takes the church into heaven. And I've seen the glorious bride of Christ and the glorious garment of righteousness that she wears as he brings the church into the glorious kingdom of God. The God Almighty, Jehovah Yahweh, the God of Israel, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the one that you saw visit me, we visit these tremendous hosts of the Lord in Menegai 3. He has now spoken with me about how he intends to bring the church finally into the glorious kingdom of eternity in heaven, the kingdom of worship, the kingdom of peace, the kingdom of everlasting life in heaven. This is the reason for which Jesus came, that one day a people may be prepared for the glorious kingdom of heaven. And I've seen the Lord take the church, I see her taken up, this, up the glory, up the cloud, and she enters in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, and the Lord slows it down for me that I may see the chronology, the chronology and the cascade of the event. That tremendous, most awaited day, the day of reckoning, the day of reality, the day of truth. That is the day when those who are born again will be known. And those who have not been born again, though proclaiming the name of Jesus, they too on that day, it will be known about their lives, the salvation they live and whether they receive the Holy Spirit or not. The day of truth, the day of reckoning, this dreadful day that is a trap. He says, and nobody knows the day or the hour. That day, about that day and hour, nobody knows. Not even the Messiah, not even the angels in heaven. So you can imagine the conversation that the Lord is having with these tremendous hosts that are walking the earth now. He's actually directly from God the Father, the throne of he that beamed this cloud and settles on the crown of my head is the one announcing this, is the one unveiling this, is the one revealing, rolling out this announcement, because only he knows the day and the hour. So this is a very privileged conversation that the church can be privy of these undertakings, the doings of heaven, the preparations in the kingdom of God to finally honor the Christ, to honor Christ Jesus, my Lord, the Lord Jesus, our Savior. And this is a very awesome and very historic time. I've seen again 
I've seen the church being taken into heaven. And this is a tremendous announcement. If there is a great announcement to a generation, it is this one here, that eventually we are coming to the close of time. We are beginning to wind down the close, the end of a dispensation, the end of the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, when the dispensation of grace will finally wind down, will finally close down, and then they roll out. The nations of the earth will roll into the tribulation, the great tribulation, which will be very unbearable for the followers of Christ. Because I've seen even the dispensation beyond the rapture of the church, the post-rapture dispensation. The Bible comes out very clearly. The Lord has spoken in very, very clear terms, in very awesome and clear terms about this hour. He demands of the church that there be the preparing of the way for the glorious coming of the Messiah. So what a dispensation, what a generation, a coveted generation that you may be the ones that now prepare the way, that way for the glorious coming of the Messiah. The Lord has already placed us and we have sat on both sides of the earth of the covenant of the Lord and he has made us look into, look at the mercy seat, looking at the mercy seat, sitting both this way, two of us, and on the other side, and we are looked at the mercy seat in the throne of God in heaven, and these conversations I have already divulged to the church. I have shared with you these tremendous conversations of the hour. But you see, blessed people, that the announcement the Lord is bringing to you is essentially for preparing the garment, the garment of righteousness, the garment of holiness, that now the church, the Christian believer, the saints, may prepare the way in their heart and turn away from sin and be righteous and holy. They may turn away from this deplorable gospel you see being preached in America, the gospel that is very porous, the gospel of porosity that allows everything and anything into Christian salvation. The Lord is saying that this is the hour now to uphold the stringency of the original salvation of the cross and the blood of Jesus, the salvation that upholds the holiness of the Lord and the righteousness of the Lord. Why? Because he says, for without holiness, nobody will see the Lord. And so this becomes a great privilege to the church that everybody who is tuned in and listening can essentially make substantive gains and prepare substantively that they may be holy and righteous as enabled by the Holy Spirit and enter the glorious eternal kingdom of glory. You saw in the most recent conversation at Menengai 3, you have seen, as I spoke about the glorious chairs that I called down from heaven, and they now lowered, they are now lowered as at now as we speak into the sky, the stairs that I saw the church climbing up in their glorious garments, their glorious feet touching the glorious chairs of eternity. And this is just the privilege this generation has as this our blessed people. But the Lord is saying that this is the hour at which there has to be a great awakening. You see the glory of heaven that every time the Lord sends me to minister, he comes down in his glory and settles, connecting the earth connected the crown of my head all the way into the eternal kingdom of everlasting life in heaven. 
and there's a big message he's speaking in that conversation, and he's saying that this is he about whom it was written, that I'll send him to prepare the nation, that he may connect you to the glorious kingdom of heaven, where the Messiah is seated. He that died for you on the cross and opened the tremendous curtain that leads into the Holy of Holies in the temple of God Almighty. And that's why it's a privilege to share with you on this very powerful message on the coming of the Messiah, how you should prepare for the coming of the Messiah. The church has to prepare for the coming of the Messiah. And the Lord has spoken across, even in the recent conference, that now the priority is the garment of righteousness, the garment without which nobody enters. You see in the book of Matthew 22, when the king came, verse 1 to 14, when the king came to find and see, to supervise those that had been brought, those that had come, assembled in the waiting room to enter the glorious kingdom of God. Then he noticed a man in there that was not wearing wedding clothes. And he says, friend, how did you get in here without wedding garments? So the Lord is using that to speak to us in a very, very clear term and speak to the church to tell you that there are standards at this hour that must be met, the standards of heaven. And he's saying the irreducible minimum of God, for without holiness, nobody will see the Lord, Hebrews 12, 14. And I'm reading right now from the book of Psalm, Psalm 8, Psalms chapter 8, verses 4 to 8. I'm reading right now the book of Psalms chapter 8, blessed people. If you turn with me there, verses 4, all the way to verse 8, this is what he says. He says, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, the other version says, than the angels, than the heavenly horse, and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hand. You put everything under his feet. And all flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, all the stay of, all that swim the paths of the seas. Again, the Lord is using this to emphasize you one thing that you can imagine. Menengai three visitation, the visitation that has just befallen the earth more than, less than two weeks ago when he sent me to Menengai three in Akuru, Kenya here. Many nations gathered. And then you see the glory of God the Father that I prophesied would come and settle upon me, coming all the way from heaven and piercing through the sun, the day, the heat of the sun, the furnace of the sun, the unbearable heat of the sun, and coming through on the other side and searching for me within the meeting and settling on the crown of my head. And then you see the two dreadful prophets of the Lord walking together, identified by the pillar of God, moving with them in all directions. When they bend like this, the pillar bends. When they turn this way, God turns. A tremendous, dreadful visitation of the hour. And the Lord is using this scripture now to emphasize to you that that is the belovedness, the disposition of love that is showing this generation. He is asking, who is man 
that thou art mine full of him. Who is man that you may come and surpass all the glorious planets, the bigger planets, the stars up there, the different stars and suns, the different planets that you have created and surpass them and come and seek him out and search him out and route for him and descend your glory seeking him, searching for him. Your glory beckoning him, a solicitation for their soul. And at this hour, the Lord is soliciting for your soul, blessed people, and he's asking for you. He's looking for you. The Lord is indeed crying out to this generation to prepare the way for the glorious eternity he has prepared for them inside his heaven. And when you look at the book of Psalms 24, 1 to 3, it says the following. The earth is the Lord, and everything in it, and the world, and all who live in it. So he is indeed justified to seek you out. For he founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend the hills of the Lord. So the Lord has every reason to seek you out. This is the hour at which the blueprint for the creation of man is about to come into completion where the purpose for which he created you, that you may worship him eternally, is about to be rolled out in heaven. When the fruit of the cross is about to enter eternity. And he says, the fiery holy seraphim, they cover their faces, not to see the glory. And yet for you, he has descended this glory, and now you can see him. You can see the physical manifest presence of the glory of God in real time, live on camera, moving like this with his servant. What a generation. What a disposition of love. And that's why this month, there's a big celebration that is set out the month of September beginning tomorrow. That there may be national celebration that this is the generation the Lord has chosen. He has deemed by his hidden wisdom to choose this generation, this church. To be the church that prepares the way. Behold the visitation of the latter glory promised in the Bible. In the book of Joel and Haggai. How awesome, blessed people, beloved people. How mighty. And the Lord is saying that this is the hour when the flaws, the inefficiencies, the inadequacies, the deficiencies, the ineptitude, the incompetence, the incorrectness, the unworthiness, the errors, the insuitabilities of man are now being brought to correction by these two mega messengers of God. This is the hour for correction, blessed people. He has placed the rod of God, the measuring rod, in my hand and showed me the glorious child climbing the stairs ascending up to go see God face to face. What an awesome time in the history of the church. The Messiah is coming. Prepare the blessed people. And I'm so blessed that the Lord could send me to such a generation, such a people. All the nations are tuned in. All the nations have capacity to prepare and repair the flaws the inadequacies, the inefficiencies, the ineptitudes, the incompetence, the incorrectness, the unworthiness, the errors, the suitabilities that they have been showing in Christian salvation over the ages now can be brought 
of God, because he has given me the rod, the measuring rod, to measure the worship of the church. To return the church to righteousness. The garment of righteousness you see in Revelation chapter 19, verses 6 to 9, verse 8. Timeless linen, bright and clean, was given to the church to wear. I have seen the church entering, and those that are entering eternity ascending into heaven. They were wearing the brilliant, radiant, magnificent, bright, finest white linen, bright and clean. Prepare the way, blessed people. The Messiah is coming. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Be holy. Make amends in your lives. Be right with God. The kingdom of God is near. The messengers of the kingdom of God are now walking the earth and announcing the coming of the Messiah, the coming of my Lord, the coming of the King, Yeshua HaMashiach. Thank you.